Kalikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. Hello, and thank you for joining us on Building Greatness the Warrior Way, a Westcliff University Athletics podcast. As always, I'm joined by our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And I'm Sherm Dog, David Shermet, the head baseball coach at Westcliff University. Melikilikimaka is a wise way to say Merry Christmas to you. Today, we would like to begin our podcast with a special segment. And, um, you know, one of our five C's, one of our C's is to make a tremendous impact in the community. And we'd like to talk a little bit about Westcliff and what we've been able to accomplish with the help of the community. Since we're coming up on Christmas and there's no better time of the year to talk about it than uh, what we have going on this week. Uh, over the last few months, uh, our impact for our students and community The Student Athlete Advisory Committee, or SAC, programs for 2020, as an example, are Thanksgiving charity. The monetary donations were made to the South County Outreach, and each dollar donated provided three meals from their food bank. The grand total donated on behalf of Westcliff Athletic Teams was $1,652.32, which translated to $4,956 meals donated. Something to be proud of, Sean. I'm so proud of SAC and um, just how our, our athletes are just impacting the community. I mean, 4,956 meals donated. That is a lot of people who have been affected by the pandemic. And, you know, it's nothing like, you know, you know, just just fighting hunger. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. I'm just lost of words, Sherm, that that many people wasn't going to get a meal you know and it just lets me know how fortunate we are you know we get to talk sports we get to live out our dreams our passions our aspirations and we get to you know coach and be administrators and all those great things but you're telling me that it's still people in 2020 are going without a meal like you know that's that's it just it just tears my heart apart man but 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 what makes me happy is to know that we didn't sit on the sidelines, right? We got in the fight, right? Our, our SAC, our student athletes, our administrators, coaches, everyone a part of Westcliff Athletics and Westcliff University um, with our fearless leader, you know, Dr. Lee, got in the fight, man. We rolled up our sleeves and, and helped out the community. So awesome job to, to everyone involved. Yeah, absolutely. And it didn't stop there. Here's an example. We had a stocking drive where individual items were donated to create stockings for those in need. With all the donations from Westcliff Athletics, we were able to make over 40 stockings for the Mercy House Living Center's occupants. And and we know how much living centers have been impacted, you know, because of the pandemic. How many families cannot even go see their loved ones over there right now. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we can help and contribute during the holidays and during Christmas is, is awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, there's more. The Red Table Talk Nights, led by the Student Advisory Committee, the Athletic Committee, or SAC. Uh, this forum allows athletes to speak about their feelings, talk about personal issues, social issues, team and community issues, while prioritizing the value, inclusion, and voice of each individual. Now, we made donations to the South County Outreach 
totaling $2,000 toward an organization that provides those in need with over 20,000 pounds of food each month. That is, that's an astounding number. That's that's historical well, you know, for us. Man, that so, is huge. Sherm, like we just keep going, mm-hmm. right? Every aspect of what we do, we overachieve it in. And, and Sherm, you know, when I think about, you know, self-care, you know, during this pandemic, we kind of forget about that, right? You know, we have a pandemic. It's a lot of things we can't do in 2020. And the things that we can do, we see our student athletes giving selflessly, right? Of themselves. There's not much you can do in 2020 right now, sir. You can't even go outside. We've been under curfews. We've been under everything you can think of and the kitchen sink, sir. And what our student athletes Mm -hmm. do first is help others. How can you not be happy about that? I mean, Mm -hmm. this. Well, we're so put on time. this. I think we're put on this earth Absolutely, to help each other. Absolutely, but we're leading the way, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a fifteen hundred dollar donation toward the organization in May, a five hundred dollar matching donation made in November. Athletics community outreach events. So it's ongoing. It's not as though it's a one-time thing. It's going to keep going because on December sixteenth of this year, uh, Westcliff University Esports hosted. A three-hour charity stream, and the proceeds, all $200 of it, went to the Children's Hospital of yeah, Orange that, County. Yeah, that was an amazing event. Um, you know, everybody pitched in. Um, Coach Neal led the drive. I mean, esports mm-hmm. is something new to a lot of people still, even though it's growing rapidly in athletics. But the fact that we would host the charity stream, I mean, just think about that, Sherm. A charity stream, not not mm-hmm. a telethon, but a charity stream, and for us to right. even one dollar donated would have been awesome, but to get two hundred dollars in three hours, mm-hmm. hey, we, we'll take that, we'll take that. Oh yeah, and it's again, it won't be a one-time thing. It's going to be uh, at least annual, if not more often. Um, and then we have multiple games that we played for charity. The men's and women's soccer teams each had pink-out games where the proceeds went to the American Cancer Society. And Dr. Lee personally matched the donations, providing a total of over $1,000 donated from Westcliff well, University. Great leadership you know, comes from the top. We have one of the best mm-hmm. CEOs and presidents you know, in, in the world mm-hmm. with Dr. Lee, Dr. Anthony Lee. Um, innovator, multiple accomplishments. So many, I, you know, I get tongue-tied if I keep going through all of them. But more importantly, sure, sure. a great man, a great human being, yeah, a great innovator, mm-hmm. a great leader. You know, someone I, yeah, someone I consider family, and I'm thankful um, for us to be able to work together and chase greatness together every day. For him to reach out and and match the donations that we we had uh, gathered. Through our multiple pink games, you know, fighting cancer was huge. So he didn't have to do it, but he did yeah. it. And that's what great leadership do. Sherm, we fill gaps, mm-hmm. right? We're we gap fillers. Yeah. And we appreciate him. We're very fortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to continue on, uh, oh, we had the donut donuts, sale Sherm. on campus. I, I gave, I yeah, gave weight that? on the donuts, but it's easy <laughs> for me, man. I just catch weight going outside, you know what I mean? But the donuts, man, they were so good. <laughs> They were. I had a few of them myself. Proceeds went to the American Cancer Society, providing $150 and, and in I donations probably, I probably for that. I probably gave 100 <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That probably, 100 of that probably came from me, and I'm still trying <laughs> That's to That's a lot it. of donuts. Sure, don't act like you didn't sh- share with me. I'm sure, pretty sure you was with me with this, right? You could That's not a lot walk of do- oh, yeah, those hey. donuts when you came in that morning. I bought a whole... 
I bought Man, a dozen myself. You came Absolutely. in that morning. You I could remember not it well. Walk past them. The pink and how thick they were, sir. I'm not even a donut yeah, guy, I know. man. But the, those donuts. I, were I cool. had to eat them with a knife man, and fork. Those donuts <laughs> were just calling my name that morning. Yeah, we're gonna have to do that again. Uh, the men's and women's basketball teams also had a whiteout game. Proceeds went to the American Cancer Society, providing approximately three hundred dollars in donations. So, you know, our contribution in the community is uh, ongoing. And it's admirable, and uh, you know we can't wait to continue can, doing can more. Can I put an? Um, just want to really spotlight something, Sherm. All of this was Please. done during a pandemic, pretty much. You know, about ninety percent of this yeah. was done during the pandemic. Yeah, throughout right? the course you of know, this year. Yeah, that's amazing in itself because we're talking about no fans can come. You know, we just out there really beating the streets, trying to impact the community trying to do our part you know and um i'm so happy and proud um to be a part of this athletics program to be a part of west cliff university to have great coaches who follow the five c's what are those five c's sherm what are we looking for (laughs) i know i knew you were going to ask me about the five c's to find great athletes with superior character who can establish an exceptional culture while making a tremendous impact in the community by being fully committed to excellence, which will translate to championships. Every day, baby, baby. That's the five C's. And now, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the podcast with special guest Westcliff esports star, Kawan Sio. And we are very excited because we get to talk to a guest today who is Kawan Sio. He is a star in our esports world, on our esports teams. And I tell you something, um, first of all, before we even get to all of that, we are a forward-thinking university with forward-thinking concepts. How many universities even have esports? We're very lucky that we're able to field an esports team. And as we said, the star of our esports team joining us today, Kawan Sio. Kawan, thank you very much for coming on our show. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, you know, there's a lot to know about esports. There's a lot that people don't know about esports. And before we get into all of that, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how it is that you came to Westcliff? I mean, you're right now in south carolina correct yes sir okay and uh tell us a little bit about your upbringing and what attracted you to esports in the first place well mr david i always loved playing the game like at a even at a young age i even played a competitive level with guys like twice my age so around about junior year of high school after football season i started getting to gaming a lot and I came across Coach Neal later on my um, later on in my senior year, but I get to that. So during my junior year into tournaments, I played in what Madden. I played in weekend league and 2K. I played in some tournaments, a lot of you know competitive tournaments. I even entered a couple um, prize tournaments. I, don't, I didn't never win any, but I came close. So I was me and my friend. I was would talk about going to the collegiate um, level of esports. Mm-hmm. And funny or not, I, I actually applied for Newberry Esports, but I got a response quicker from Coach Neal than I did Newberry. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as a 
and as a recent football player, I played football in high school. I wasn't no star like you know. I was just a defensive lineman. But I had – I just love the game of football. I understand the concepts, the X's and O's, the coverages, you know, how to adjust the coverage. And I, I took all my skills that that the Madden now. Oh, man, it just turned out great. Hmm, okay. And um, so you were an actual – you were an athlete. I, I don't mean an eSports athlete. You were an on-field athlete before you really took up eSports seriously. Oh, yes, sir. I played – all my life, I've been with sports: um, basketball, football, um, tennis. Hmm. Okay. Um, I play a little bit of golf. I'm not an expert, but Sherm, <laughs> okay. he Sherm, he telling you right now, he a dog. That's what he's saying. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, Kawan, you know, let me tell you, you know, I'm gonna tell you like this. You know, Sherm, dog, excuse him sometimes. He gets him, <laughs> he gets a little above himself. He called you a guest. You family, dog. You family. When you join Westcliff, you family. So I don't know why he tried to throw the guest thing on you. You know, he always trying to be a little proper. But we like to keep it spicy. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we well, gonna keep it spicy. He's, he, a, he in he's South a guest Carolina, on our, baby. He's just a guest on our podcast. Hey, listen, he's a VIP, family. baby. He's a VIP. <laughs> Whenever you wear the logo, you're a VIP to me. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Yep. And um, let, let's, let's be honest, boy. You've been wearing some dudes out, man. You've been wearing them out. You know, you ain't taking no prisoners, boy. You coming for everybody next. If you don't know, this dude's a dog on Madden. I mm. mean, he's killing dudes left and right now. Now, you know, I, I ain't gonna give you too much uh, problems, but I did see you get clipped by some old dude that shouldn't have clipped you. You know, I, I saw that. Uh. You know, but, but I'm gonna let you explain what happened there. You know, every now and then, you know, things happen. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, I'm so proud to have you with the program, and I'm glad that uh, you chose to be a part of our program, and now you family. Um, I don't even know who Newberry is. You know what I mean? They don't even exist. They were slow. You know what I'm saying? We, we, yes, now, don't get me wrong. Sherm Dog nickname is Slow Mo. We call him Slow Mo. <laughs> slow Mo. But Newberry was even slow or <laughs> slower than he was. So, so happy you're here. But, but, but can you tell us, like, I want to hear that passion come out of your, your voice right now when, it, when you get up and, and you get prepared to play a game. Can you let some folks know the preparation piece that comes into eSports? Because some people still don't understand this is a sport. You are a bona fide athlete in the program, actually scholarship as well, right? So can you let people know, you know, what your preparation is before you start to play a game? Take us in a day in the life on game day. What does game day look like in eSports? Oh, man. From jump to start, okay. Um, as an esports athlete, it's not just easy as just playing the game. You have to prepare yourself physically and mentally. Mm. So every, every morning before game day, uh, I go to the gym, work out, get a good breakfast in. Then I mm. go online. Then I go online, play some games. But see, you never want to you never want to play the game too much on game day, because that could throw you out your rhythm a lot. So I I learned I learned to minimize myself to three games at a max four. Then that's when I okay, I wake up about uh, I get done with working out and eating about one o'clock, play the game until three. Then after I play that three, I go um I go to the gym. But this the basketball gym, this not the one weightlifting gym. Gotcha. I go shoot some hoops. You know, just to clear my mind, nothing like I'm not going hard enough, just you know, clear my mind. Hey, ain't nothing like seeing that jump shot go through, is it? That's a pretty <laughs> yes, thing, baby. Swish. Yes, sir. And then 
All right, I get done. After I get done to the gym, I go wash. And uh, me and Coach Neal always keep in contact after before every game. Like, he, he'll text me, like, anything, you know, how you feeling about the night. He'll wish me good luck. And mm, if I have any problems. Game time preparation, huh? Yes, sir. So, okay. I'll, so Coach Neal probably text me about six or seven games at 8.30. And so, I, and before every game, I always try to – I used to customize playbook for Madden. So mm. I go on pra- I go on practice mode, you know, see what I can do different, you know, like just 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 basic stuff, just basic stuff you'll do for a competitive tournament, right? To see right. where I can get this in there, or what if this don't work? Like you have to come in with a game plan. It's just not a game. It's just like real life football, right? No, so you know. With, with that being said, I, I want to know that dirty, dirty. What you listening to? What's what's cranking <laughs> up? And you know, what's them beats? Listen, what you what you listening to when you getting ready? I know you in the mode, fist up. You you in the zone, head bobbing. What you listening to? Who's it? Who's um, on the playlist right now? Who's on the playlist when you getting ready? Don't laugh, but I like to listen to my old soul music, my Temptation, okay. Motown. Okay. That's what I okay. listen to. Hey, now, now you're talking sure music, and I feel you, baby. I feel you. So, you, hey, you listen to Temptations. Who else you listen to? Um, 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 I can't, um, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not a Five Heartbeats, is it? Is that the name of it? Uh, you know, Five, what you mean, the movie Five Heartbeats or what? I, listen, no. Who are you talking about? I can't. I can't remember the name of that group, but that's the only way I remember them is the Five Heartbeats. Five Heartbeats. Okay. Okay. Well, Sherm. Hey, Sherm. You know. Hey. I'm trying to rack my brain. I know the Four Tops, but not the right? Five Heartbeats necessarily. Well, you know. Hey, listen. The ones in that movie. That I, I'm, not, I'm not good with the old school stuff. But if right. I'm not banging old school, I'm bringing. I'm banging the new school. Um, like Little Baby. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, Little Baby, Young Thug. Right. Too Shiesty. You know this. Okay. Mm. You like that NBA young boy? Oh, oh yeah. I can't. I forgot it. I don't know how that slipped my mind. Mm. <laughs> yes, okay. Hey, hey, let me let me ask you a question. I just want to point something out because you know our our esports coach is Neil Bowie, who has done a great job. And you've mentioned Neil a couple of times. And uh, how did you come by Neil? How did Neil find you? <laughs> um, Coach Neil actually found me through. Um, I had like made a profile. Um, my esports profile. Okay. And Coach Neil texted me and said, um, he, he emailed me and said, hey, are you still interested in esports? And, like, it actually caught me by surprise. Like, I don't, like, I was really excited, like, really, really excited to get a scholarship for esports. Because mm-hmm. before that, I was going to school for welding. Uh-huh. And, like, okay. even though welding, I like welding, but I didn't love it as much as I like playing the game mm-hmm. and getting the scholarship at the same time. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. That's Coach Neil, we talked on the phone for about an hour and a half, and he, he, he went through it with my mama. And my mother, like, she didn't want to send me all the way to California just to play the game. She didn't think it was right. Mm-hmm. So Coach Neil sat down with her, talked to her, and he, he must be good with words because he convinced <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, he put the sales pitch on. He put that rope dope huh? That yeah, he did. He did. Show the value. But I guess you saw the – yeah, I guess you saw uh, the value of, of all of it, of getting a, a world-class education and still representing our university through eSports. That was very important. Um, and uh, what? Uh, let me ask very quickly, are you on the business side? Are you on the education side? or, or Oh, business. IT? Business, very good. Okay, cool. Um, so what, uh, what year are you in school? Uh, I'm a freshman, 2020. 
Okay, very good. All right. And uh, obviously, you know, because of the way things are going with the shutdown, you have not made it out to California yet. Is that right? No, sir. I, I try. Like, okay. I remember the, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh, no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, no, no. It's okay. I remember during the fall session, when I tried to come, that was the 31st, but something was going on with housing. Like, it was full at the time. It wouldn't have too many people because of the corona. Okay. And then I tried to go again. That's when the wildfire had happened. That's right. And then I tried to go again, and then I had got y'all was locked down. And my mama said, "Well, we we just go try next year." Okay. All right, that's good. But you are planning on coming out here. I mean, it's beautiful out here today. It's going to be seventy-two and sunny, and it's like that all the time. You, you're <laughs> gonna you're gonna love Southern California. You really will. And and Westcliff in particular, uh, our facilities are outstanding. We have a new campus. Uh, and our curriculum is, is top-notch. So I think you're in a really good spot. We're, we're thrilled to have you. Hey, let me ask you another question. I mean, you know, when we compete uh, against other universities, it's Madden all the time, isn't it, pretty much? That's the, are there any other games uh, that we use when we compete against other universities? Um, we have a um, Fortnite team. Okay. Uh, um, we have a Fortnite. We're getting a Valorant team together. We, we got we got a Blackouts team that's about to um, get ready for some competitive gameplay, too. Okay. So um, do you do those as well, or is it just Madden for you? Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, trust me, I'm not that good at uh, Fortnite and all that. I just play Madden, but I think we're having a 2K tournament. And I can, I'm can i going to show some of my 2K skills, too. So. Oh, you got some skills in 2K? You got some skills oh, in 2K? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. I, okay, you good with those sticks, then. That's what you're saying? Oh, certified. Oh, ooh, ooh! Don't te don't tease me with a good time. Hey, I might have to get in on that one myself. Now you know, two K Madden. I don't know. I I might have to challenge challenge you after I beat Sherm. You know, so me and Sherm got a basketball game we're gonna play soon. This virus is over. Yeah, Kawan, you got plenty of time. Listen, listen here's we're not the deal, man. Close to it. Here's the deal. I just wanna just you know go ahead and, and, and book an appointment for your welding skills. Cause when I come through the lane and I don't get that thing on them, I'm telling you the rim about the shatter. We got to weld that thing back on. So we're going to need to use those skills, man. We're going to need to use your skills. But, but, but really this morning, I want to uh, give a shout out to your mama, man. Cause Hey, you know, it's hard to let your babies go across, you know, the country and for her to believe in us enough, believe in coach Neil, and then believe in you is really, really uh, special. And, um, you know, I know it. I got three boys, and I sent them all over the place as well, allowed them to chase their dreams. But it's nothing like having that support system. And I want to give you a little time, man, to uh, send a shout-out to your mama. Let, 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 let the viewers and everybody know how much she means to you and how much that support meant to you. Oh, man, my mama, she is well, What's her name? Come on, put her out there. Kira, what's her name? Her name is Shakira Davis. All right, Shakira. Um, she she been with me through the whole ride of my college decision making, even the last minute choices. Like she still like didn't bash me down. Like when I told her I want to go to California, like I said before, she was like, "Are you sure about this? Cause you just said you want to go to school for welding." Like if she she was like, "You take your time if you want." I was like, "Ma, this is what I want to do, ma. Like I want to play esports for college and get a degree." And, you know, she went right along with me. She didn't, you know, she said, whatever you want to do, just do it. Because in my hometown, it was, like, getting kind of violent. And so we had to – so I'm I'm really – I'm originally from Mullins, South Carolina. Mm, okay. And then we had moved to Fort Mill because of the violence. And and my mom, and I was just getting out of high school and stuff. And my mom was like, you know what you're going to do? But she's – my mom was amazing. She 
I, I can't ask for a better mother. I, I can tell she's amazing, and I just want to say to Miss Davis, thank you for believing in us. You know, and I'm I'm gonna take care of your your son like he's mine, and we're gonna give him everything that that he wants here, and allow him to chase his dreams. So shout out to Miss Davis. Thank you so much. Thank mm. you so much. Let me ask you, Kawan, when you're in the middle of a tournament, is your mom there watching, or does she game as well by any chance? Oh no, sir. She's far from it. She, she uh. barely know how to watch the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And that's probably a good thing because she'd probably be stressing out on your wins and losses, you know. So that's cool that she just get to hear the result instead of have to go through all that pain. It's always hard to see your kids compete. So, but listen, what's your record though? Let everybody know, man. Two to the chest, bang it real quick. Let everybody know what your record is right now. All right. So in the season, I have finished six and one. I have, mm. Um, mm. I have finished third in the conference. Woo. But man, yeah. my first round, I, I lost my first round. I don't what know. What happened, man? You got too cocky. I didn't want to bring this up because sometimes Sherm get too cocky and I have to knock him <laughs> down too. So I want to know, did you get too cocky? What happened? You didn't prepare. You, I mean, because you was the number one seed, right? Yes, sir. Right. And this dude was like, what? What was what seed was he? It was like seventh or. This was like March Madness. Like, this was a shock to the world. Mm-hmm. When I heard it, man, I fell out my chair. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> my baby done got beat. What happened, bro? Man, I, I, I can't sit here and lie to you. Like, I wish I had an excuse, but I just got cocky. I was like, I went I went mm. back and looked at all the players he played, and the players he played, I had blew out. So, you know, as a as an athlete looking at that, you'll be like, oh, you know, this is nothing like. I'm thinking about next round. Right, right. Okay. No, you know, that's a great, great point. And uh, Sherm being a coach and, and, you know, I used to coach too, it, it's really hard, you know, to um, keep your heart, your mind, and your feet in the same place for young athletes. Mm-hmm. So everybody's got caught. Trust me, everybody got caught slipping. But what have you learned from that? Oh, I learned. As this being my first season – as a competitive esports athlete at a collegiate level, I've learned never, ever, ever, ever underestimate your opponent. Never. And always go through your game plan. Always go through your game plan. If I wouldn't went through my game plan, I probably would have won the whole tournament, honestly. Right. Right. So you left some crumbs on the table. Matter of fact, I'm glad you said all that so Sherman can listen. Because I think he's underestimating you. <laughs> but I'm going to throw it back to Sherm so we can close out. But it's been my pleasure to hearing you. I'm glad you're a part of the Westcliff family. You know you family. Whenever you get in Cali, we're going to break bread. You know, we're going to hang out so we can get you acclimated to the area. But, hey, I'm proud of you. Great, great yes, Thank you. I'm just glad to be a part of it. Westcliff giving me a chance. Hey, Juan, thanks very much for joining us today. Uh, it was a pleasure. Maybe we can have you on again when the tournaments pick up. And, uh, you know, uh, finding out about our student athletes is always exciting for me. Um, and, uh, you know, esports is one of those things that's an emerging sport. And before you know it, it's going to probably be on top uh, just as much as the mainstream sports. So, again, thanks for your time today. I need and, a championship next year, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, sir. All yes, right. sir. I got a tournament coming up on um, starting in February. I'm looking to take that home. All right, let's do it, baby. Okay. Hey, he's on record, y'all. He got to take that home for me. No more underestimating the competition. Yes, sir. All right. Hey, thanks again for coming on, Kawan. Good luck, and we'll follow your progress. Thanks for having me. Have All a right. good day. Hey, you too.
I've got so many interesting pieces of sports trivia, it's going to blow your mind. Today, as an example, for car racing, we're starting off with car racing, Nissan only uses the number 23 on their vehicles because in Japanese, the number two is pronounced ni and the number three is pronounced san. So together, it's wow. Nissan. Yeah, I never knew that in my research. Two, three? Is 23. Nissan, so we should have called Jordan 23. Nissan? It's always 23 on their vehicles, Sam. Okay. Here's, okay. A, here's a, a, a trivia question for you, Sean. In his entire career, do you know how many three-point field goals Shaquille O'Neal scored? In his yeah, entire I don't career? mean three-point play. I don't mean getting fouled and making the, the free throw. I mean right, behind right. the arc. Straight yeah. three-point. So I'm going to say... 10. That is a good guess. You're a little heavy. Mm, oh, a eight. little heavy. Damn, sir. Sure. A Five? little heavy. <laughs> Did a man at least he get got three? one in his entire oh, career? Man, that was really, really one. heavy. I tried to give it a shot because you know I thought Shaq got a little outside nah, skills. He, you know, I, I know back in the day he was just a dominant oh, force, yeah. but I just thought you know with the Lakers, I just thought maybe he snuck out a couple times that he shouldn't have. You know, I remember when he used to go coast to coast with He it, could. You know? yeah. So I try to give him the benefit of the doubt. Come on, Shaq. You let me down, <laughs> Shaq. Who's gonna, who on, could Shaq. stop that guy? He's twice as big as anybody Nobody. else. Nobody. Right. You couldn't well, the only the, you couldn't the interesting thing, the, Will yeah, the, the interesting thing, and I think there was really only one guy that didn't necessarily match his intensity or his size, but who could kind of hang with him was Yao Ming. He's the only, are, he's are the only one. Me? Well, you know what? Yeah, Yao. because yeah. Yao, we talking about yeah, Yao. and you know what's interesting about Yao sure. is you know, come on, sure. it's true. But you know, in China, the number eight is good luck, and so hey, I don't care what know, it is. It ain't Shaq. No, That's nobody was Shaq. I'm about to stick my hand through this microphone and nobody, slap you. nobody oh was Shaq. Gosh. But violence is about to yeah, happen. No, but here Yao is taller and bigger, this. and so he tried. He, oh, I'm not oh, saying he hung. On. It was never ever. I'm not saying he hung with him. Nobody could hang with Shaq. Nobody could. Listen but if there here, was one guy, Shaq was the most dominant force yeah. ever. It was no one guy. I mean, if I thought you was gonna go like you know with the dream shake, you know when Hakeem just schooled him when he was a rookie, you know pretty much or, or young in his career in, in the Magic. But you hit me with yep. Yao. Yao, come Yao, on, because Yao, yeah, come you on, know what? Man. He dominated everybody. Come on, brother. Honestly, you know Shaq dominated. Who dominated Shaq? everybody? Yeah. Shaq. Okay, so but how, if there okay, if there so was okay. one the guy person, that could play him listen, harder than anybody person, else, it would have been Yao Ming. The only person who 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 humiliated Shaq was the Kimo. Yeah, but I'm not saying he did it on the. I'm not saying stage. he humiliated he him. Shaq not at just, all. I'm just saying there. On. If he, he there was one guy then. that could That's that could kind of stay with him, it was Yao Ming. I've never seen anybody else. I've never. Let me just put this on record. All right, I've never seen anybody out dominate. Shaq Neither have I. So that's Neither have I. But when we're talking about skill set, Hakeem Olajuwon yeah. Oh, yeah. owned him that, that series for the mm-hmm. championship. That's the only time I've ever seen Shaq get humiliated. Yeah, and, like and well, right? at that's the beginning of his career, then sure. You, then you throw out Yao? Because on, you, you gotta hear, listen this? to what I'm saying. I'm not saying that Yao was any good enough. against you him. Need to shut there's up one guy, if there's crazy. one guy that was anywhere close to him that could play defense, guy, it would have been Yao Ming. Shut your yeah. mouth. You don't know what you're talking okay. about. Okay. You're disrespectful to Shaq <laughs> right now. And I don't need Shaq and the TNT crew calling me up for your blasphemy. Okay? <laughs> you're starting to that. sound a lot okay. like Stephen A. Smith right there. A whole what? lot let, like let Stephen A. Something. Smith. Let me tell you something about <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. I don't know the man, 
But hey, hey, shout out to Stephen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? But but Stephen A don't want none to smoke. <laughs> he don't want none to smoke. I'm not Max. I go at his neck. Okay, that's all right. what I do. Okay. All right, all right. Like I go after your neck every, every day. day. But but you gotta stop all this blasphemy going mm. on. I'm listen. You know, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I am somebody in this basketball circle, and I can't have you spilling all this blasphemy. They're going to be looking at me crazy. So I got to put you back in the educational booth. Yao Ming mm. owned Shaq, came close I, to Shaq. I, I didn't say he me? owned him. Not no. at all. No. You said the only, the only guy person, that, that The, the only guy that played him probably as tough on defense as he anybody. Didn't play him. So you saying that Akeem Olajuwon didn't play him? You know, uh, real good when they won well, the championship. Yeah. He shut well, yep, Shaq out. He did. He did at the very beginning of his career, but, but, and he but, only faced but, him did, the one did time. Did Yao win the championship? No, Yao didn't. Yao, did Yao didn't win, win anything. And he's somehow in the Hall of Fame. I, I don't get that either. Well, we know how. That's, we know how. Yeah. Come okay, on, but all right. Well, you know, obviously nobody came close to to dominating You're wrong, Shaq. Sherm. You're wrong, Sherm. <laughs> okay. All right. You're wrong. But I'm, I'm okay. not saying Yao dominated or even did very well against what him. What are you saying? So why did you bring up the point? Don't be backpedaling. I'm not. Now, now you turn it into Michael I'm not backpedaling. I'm just saying. You, now you turn it. Now you turn it. Not backpedaling. You, you know, Jackson. Shaq dominated everybody. I think the guy here. Here's here's how I want to phrase it. You're the guy that played you're, him. You're, you're moonwalking nah, right the guy, now, sir. I got a The guy that played him like Michael as Jackson. tough as anybody. Why are you backsliding? I'm not. The guy that played him as tough as anybody was Yao Ming. I'm not saying that Yao did very well against him. And watch the Twitter where it'll kill you. I'm not on Twitter, Twitter, but okay. Oh, oh, well, you need to be Uh, on Twitter for that silly stuff. Stay (laughs) off of it. (laughs) Okay. My gosh. Here's it. I bet you my phone was blowing up right now. Who's what? What is going on with Sherm? That's what everybody (laughs) really. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the dog off the last part. And just call you Sherm because you can't be Sherm dog with that. All business. right. Well, I'll have to. I'm gonna have to earn my moniker back. Then is that it? I gotta I gotta earn Man, my nickname. You need to get your street cred back. You gotta get your street oh, cred back. So, and I need so your you, street cred back you, right now. The only way you're gonna get your street cred back right now is you gotta drop me some bars. I'm not listening to anything else until you redeem yourself. I just took your card. Right now, just okay. took your card. And the only way you can get it back is two to the chest, baby, okay. baby. Drop me some bars right now. All right, continue. so let me go. I'll do. I'll go ahead and do that because I'm ready to rock. I, hey, that's the only way I'm continuing but you just, with all that blasphemy you're talking about. You just Shaq. admitted you, you just me? admitted that I actually, somewhere along the line, had street cred. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't realize listen, I had any street cred. You had a cred. little cred going okay. on. And, and now you're on empty. you got to at least get back to a quarter tank so we can finish okay. this thing, all right. Man. Let me tell you who uh, our rap artist is going to be for today. He was born. Oh, no, no, no. It? I want to see who if you know. It? Let me give you some. Because you figured okay. out. You, right. you came down with uh, Run DMC. Okay. So let me see if you know who this is. All right. This rap artist was born May 10th, 1967. Uh, yep. He's mm. a British-born American rapper, singer, and actor. Best known for one song. I mean, he had other songs, but he's really a one-hit wonder. Right. His debut album called Stone Cold Ryman. Found international acclaim, but his subsequent uh, uh, songs and albums did not do very well. He originated in Queens, New York. He's uh, his genre is hip hop and pop rap. Uh, yep, Man, and his know. first uh, label was Delicious Vinyl. 
<clears throat> you you know I ain't get really. This one. <clears throat> I'll do I'll All do right. one hit wonders. I probably okay. Know Yo, the song, you absolutely know I, the song. You know. This one song has been featured in movies and shows, and most prominently in The Blind Side. Does that help? <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Pardon me as I get going. This here's a tale for all the fellas trying to do what those ladies tell us. Get shot down because you're overzealous. Play hard to get females. Get jealous. Okay, smarty, go to a party. Girls has kindly clad and showing body. A chick walked by. You wish you could sex her, but you're standing on the wall like you was Poindexter. Next day's function. High class luncheon. Food is served in your stole cold munching. Music comes on. People start to dance, but then you ate so much you nearly split your pants. A girl starts walking. Guy starts gawking. Sits down next to you and starts talking, says she want to dance because she likes the group. So come on, Fatso, and just bust the move. Just yeah. bust the move. Okay, yeah. okay. I ain't All right, Young you. MC. If you want it, <laughs> then you got you it. You got it. If you want yeah. it, baby, so you. Marvin Young, born May 10th, 1967. Better yeah, known. I didn't know he was British. That's better known as Young MC. That is our... Yeah, That's I our like, rap hey, artist for MC, today. When you say British, man, that, that threw me off, but you got it back. Matter of fact, I'm taking you all the way to a full tank. Really? I didn't. One. I went past the quarter so tank, bust so the bust. Move. Oh, man, I took you to bust a full the move. tank. Look at that. I, I earned back my street cred that I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, don't lose another one. I didn't one, know I had in the crash, first place. Don't crash. <laughs> hey, don't crash now. Don't okay. crash now because I ain't giving you nothing back today. All right. Don't crash. Hey, you know what? Well, yeah, we always have a chance to uh, debate some of the finer points of sports and uh sometimes we're on the same page and i gotta believe we're gonna be on the same page for a lot of these but what i want to talk about today are some of the most well-known what we say are unassailable records in all of sports because these 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 are sports sports records records because these are records that have stood the test of time uh and some of them are a little more recent than others but there's no bigger record that has stood the test of time than wilt chamberlain's 100 point game and it's a little, right. it's a, I don't want to say disconcerting, but it's a little disappointing because there's no record of it. There's no video. And most of the audio recordings from the game uh, are only in the fourth quarter. This happened on March 2nd, 1962. So you're trying to say. No, no, I'm not saying that. I just wish. Are you no, challenging the 100 course point not. game? I'm of course not. Asking, no, bro. You bringing up all this, like. Do you not understand the times? It's not like they were digital No, of back course then. not. But, you know, they do have plenty of uh, black I mean, and white. You see the Boston Celtics all the time in black and white. Right. But, it would, but, but it was a game that nobody wanted to see anyway. Well, it was the Philadelphia right. Warriors against the New right. York Knicks. Yeah. So, so, every, so nobody wanted to see uh, that. Yeah, but you know what? Day. That's the reason why it wasn't covered. But everybody everybody wanted to see Will Chamberlain. Teams. He was the game changer. And let's be honest, right? Back in that time, newspapers were more... Everybody could get a newspaper. Everybody didn't have a TV. Mm. Mm. I guess that. Yep, that's true. Now. All right, that makes sense. So times are different. I just want you to put in context okay. for the folks. It's not like everybody's walking around with a phone in their hand now. You know, it don't matter what kind of model you got. I'm sure you still got the flip. But it's all good. <laughs> I still love you. But I'm just saying, it wasn't really available. That's true. Right? Okay. So everybody didn't have the tube. All right. And and and, and especially color. Nobody had a color right, TV. I don't. I don't even that think we had color TV. Yet, was yeah. good. You know, <clears> it <throat> might was like that. What, what probably was fifty dollars, but that was a lot of change <clears> then. Oh yeah. So radio was popular. Newspaper yep, was that's, it. That's about right? all. TVs were scarce, but the Richies had it. I'm sure you had. Yeah, but you know the and I the, I didn't. The game, game wasn't even broadcast on radio. That's the other problem. Well, well, because it's because it There's wasn't no a good recording game, of it. Sure. They, they didn't have resources just to go to every game. Yeah, like that's true. Now. It wasn't no regional coverage, mm-hmm. Sherm. Mm-hmm. Let's put it back in there. I don't mean to school you today, 
on how it goes down, but it wasn't regional coverage. And you know, then. in that in that okay. season, he averaged fifty point four points a game. That's unbelievable. Crazy. And of course, the second um, biggest game in terms of points was when Kobe dropped eighty one points against Toronto back in two thousand six. Hey. R.I.P. Yeah, to the legend. Of course, of course. Here's here's an a two four and yeah. the eight, baby. Two four mm-hmm. and the eight, both yeah. retired. And uh, Mamba. Do Love. you know who's third on the list for points in one game? Mm, maybe David no, Robinson. No, it's seventy eight points in a one game. Who is it? It's who also Will Chamberlain. Oh, okay. So David Robinson had. A he did. Point so game too. Uh, Booker just had one, didn't he, for the Suns uh, yeah. a season or two ago? Um, you know, Devin Booker. Yeah, he he threw in seventy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a mm-hmm. mean boy. But I he's I don't mean. I don't see anybody approaching a hundred points. See back back well, then. Listen, if LeBron just go right now, if LeBron goes down to the block, he has a, he has uh, a chance. You know, I, I don't I don't think anyone's going to get there. I, I really don't. I mean, he changed. Will change the game. There was no three point rule, or pardon me, three second rule back then. They instituted it after this because all he did was stand there. They threw him the ball. He turned around and dropped. There was no competition for him. He was so dominant that there were no other big men that could that could play defense against him. That's how I feel on the podcast, you know. So I can I can relate. But you know, I like to humble myself. You know what I'm saying? I like to humble myself. And you know, and bring it back. You know what I'm saying? So some people like to bring it back. So I like to bring it back. But but Wilt did have an ego, okay? Because although he did not want to get out the paint, he did his thing. You know, he was the one talking about how many women he had. Oh right, yeah. Else. In his book. So that was very much his persona. That's what I'm saying. So he was very much a charismatic dude, and he lived and relished off of punishing oh, yeah. people. You know what I'm saying? So I think he got an enjoyment out of just killing the league. You know, so I don't think. It was a humble uh, bone in his body, probably you know, yeah. knowing from the outside, but I, I don't know him personally. But uh, if you see the excerpts of the books, you would think that he was just full oh, yeah. of himself. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Big Dipper, the Big Dipper. Though, mm-hmm. as they called him, yep, right, was do you, unstoppable. Do you think though. anybody's going to approach that record? You know what, man? There's some young killers out there, and the way that they don't like to play defense, somebody <laughs> might get it. I know, you know, uh, Harden has had some crazy 60-point yeah, yeah. game streaks. You know, um, you know the game has really changed. I I don't know. I think the competition level is so much better. So I think you might be right. It might not ever get challenged. Now Lisa Leslie did it. Yeah, in she high did. School. She scored a hundred points in high school, right? Yeah. So we got some girls who have done it in high school and people who's, who's really did it there. But on the pro level, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see I, it. I I have to I have to defer to you on that one, saying that it mostly. Probably not. Probably like not. That. I mean, if you score seventy points, yeah. that's an unbelievable game, but it's still thirty points yeah. away from the record. But 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 here's the deal, just so our you know, viewers can understand, you know, what's gonna happen sometime in spring twenty twenty one. I might I might put three digits up. <laughs> oh on my Sherm, God. You know. You know, you know, just depending I might put three digits up. You know, we'll see what we're doing, you know. Depending on how much time we got on the clock or how we're gonna do it. Um, <laughs> you know, I think oxygen might be an issue for one of us. But, <laughs> I think um, for you. I'm just saying, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying who, I'm just saying. But, but you know, despite the oxygen problems, three digits is very, very possible. <laughs> Maybe if we played for a couple hours and we combined our score, we might get to three digits hey, total. You know, you know uh, but I know I can have more three-pointers uh, than Shaq did. For, <laughs> for sure. sure. I'm claiming Absolutely. that right now. I'm looking forward to that. All right. Hey, let's change sports. I don't think anyone's going to get close to Jerry Rice's almost 23,000 receiving yards. I mean, 
Man, man. He is the career leader in receptions, touchdown receptions, and receiving yards. That's the triple crown of statistical categories. Right. And, and here's the deal. Like, Rice was a bad boy, and I'm never going to take anything away from right. that, right? But I will say that Bill Walsh, right, at True. that time, you know, brought that West Coast mm-hmm. offense in, and nobody could yeah. figure it out. So no defenses that, that seasons, you know, could figure it out, man. They couldn't figure out the West mm-hmm. Coast offense. It took the defense's coordinators a while to figure that out, you know. But I don't want to take anything away from Jerry Rice because if you followed his career and see how hard he worked out, how he was running those hills, you know, uh, and doing all those things to keep his body in tip-top shape. Matter of fact, he looks like he still does. Down. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's how great a shape he was. So he was a dedicated athlete. And he was very – I mean, he had that uh, kind of speed where he could take a short, skinny post and, and take it sure. and break it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, Montana, Young, and those boys should be very thankful to have a dude like him because they got a lot of yards oh, off yeah. his back. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he would take a five-yard out, right, and, and take it to the house. And, and we never saw that type of speed at that position. So, I mean, Largent had great hands. Steve Largent, you know, he had great hands. Possession great receiver, runner. though. but Right, possession receiver. But Jerry could mm-hmm. do it all, right? He could do it all. And and they say a kid named Julio yeah. Jones is in that category, um, but he's very, very humble. Um, he's mishandled there and there in uh, Atlanta. So I don't think we're ever going to be able to see him, him really break out. But Jerry Rice was more exciting than OBJ. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's, that's, absolutely. You know, that's how great he was. In his speed, so that that's another one that I think because of just you know the sport. And, and hold on, let me um, digress back All a right. little bit, Sherm. This is where you could lose your life going over the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you can't, but back then they could take your head off. It was no you know crowning. Yeah, it there, was no there was no was targeting. Right, there was none of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no targeting. You know, like using the crown of your helmet. That's what I meant to say, but. No, this is where if you caught the ball over the middle, you was a tough guy, mm. you know, in the NFL back then. And Jerry could catch it over the middle and take it mm-hmm. to the house. And it was some dangerous boys out there looking to take some heads off, right? It was some heavy thumpers that was laying mm. wood, right, and, and putting people in some serious situations. Um, what what was the dude from uh, the Raiders? Um, yeah. Tatum. Yeah, Jack Tatum. Right? Right, mm-hmm. come on, <laughs> you know he, he. Nobody wanted to catch it over the middle when no, Tatum was true. You know, so Jerry went through some real tough competition, and receivers had to be. They wasn't prima donnas mm. back then. They had to be tough, you know. And, and nobody wanted to r- run that route tree in the middle, and he did it. So um, yeah, I don't. I don't think, I don't think anyone's going to no get there either. Now he, as you mentioned, he had two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He had great hands. Here's the other thing: he was healthy. He didn't miss games. So. Because he was in great yeah, shape, yeah. man. Great shape. And then on top of that, he had speed mm-hmm. like crazy. And then let's not, you know, let's not uh, forget that another Hall of Famer came right, you know, behind him with Terrell mm-hmm. Owens. That's true. Yeah. You yeah. know, and he was another guy that was in great shape. Still in great shape. Should should have been a yeah. first ballot. Yep. No that's doubt. true. You know, Larry Fitzgerald is second. He's coming up on 17,000 yards. Man, he's, I love yeah, Fitz, he's man. still He's still 6,000 yards behind. Uh, yeah, yeah, behind uh, yeah, yeah, Jerry Rice. And it's gonna be tough because I don't know if uh, Fitz gonna play. Nah, he next year. It just depends. I mean, they got a young quarterback now, but Fitz is more. Yeah, he is, now. and you know they have got they got DeAndre Hopkins there now, so he's he's Hopkins he's the first. Beast. Yeah, he's oh the first gosh. option. Did you see I did. The catch? 
Did of you course. see the catch? Yeah. Oh my gosh. But but you know, hey, me and Fitz, man, we we uh, alums of University of Phoenix. Oh really? Man. Oh, that's right. So he, he went to yeah. He's a he, Phoenix, that's right. Phoenix, that's right. Yeah. He made a yeah. commercial about that. In fact, I remember that with the yeah. He did. I, I'm glad he did because he actually put me on the map. Nobody else mm. would know that. You know, it's the school for working adults, that's man. A, you know, the people who have to get okay. it out the mud. All you right. know what I'm saying? And uh, I appreciate I appreciate Fitz for putting mm -hmm. us out there. Mm -hmm. like and that. he also went to University of Pittsburgh. We should point that out. Also a Pittsburgh guy. Yeah, you know, um, he did. He yeah. did. And, you know, I call him Fitz like we go to, go to church <laughs> like, together, but we don't go to church. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, like like we said next week, we, we were ushering last Sunday in the church, mm -hmm. you know, saying me and yep. Fitz, you know. That's that's how I get you down with You guys go way folks. back. I know you do. Way back. Way, way back. Um, are, way back. In Phoenix days, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. All right. UOP, baby, UOP. <laughs> All right. So we talked a little bit about, about basketball and football. Uh, in Major League Baseball, I don't see anybody getting close to Barry Bonds' 73 home runs in a season. Come on, Barry Bonds, yeah. baby. Now, what, you, you going to throw the steroid No, no, I was just saying. that. You going to hit me with the rub it, down? It doesn't matter you, one way or the other. That's the number. Because everybody was no, doing it, No, no, that's the number, and that's the recognized number. That is the official number. Not right. only that, but I don't see anybody right. hitting 700 home runs again. I mean, it, it's right. we're, uh, Pujols is the next closest guy. He's not going to get there. He's going to finish fifth. All, injuries, yeah, injuries, yeah, and that's also, another thing. Right? You've got to stay healthy. That you know, father you time is undefeated. They say that, and undefeated, and the best, and the best ability is availability. So, best ability yeah, is so availability. If, if you're sure. not on the field, you don't have a chance to get there. And you know, Barry Bonds played for 20 right. years, and his record has already stood the test of time. Almost 20 years. He said it in 2001. So here's the deal: like baseball, killing me with Barry mm -hmm. Bonds because one of the best. To do it, period. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was a gold glover. I mean, out of Pittsburgh, he was enough to go to the Hall yeah, of Fame regardless. Yeah. Okay? You know, all the stuff he did at San Fran was just a cherry on top. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What is it, McCovey yeah, Cove? McCovey Cove. Still, still probably got Barry Bonds yeah. balls in there. I mean, if I'm a diver, I'm, I'm looking for <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, all of them was historic bombs. Mm -hmm. Right? So, you know, Barry Bonds need to get his due. I don't care if he rubbed it on, whatever, man. Okay, Barry Bonds, one of the best baseball players I've oh, seen. Oh, probably the best. I mean, he won seven MVPs. Nobody's even close to that. Yeah. Now I hate I hate admitting yeah. that because you know where he went to college, right? Um, he went to where? <laughs> I can't even. I, I can't say it out, out loud. I say can't it out your mouth. I can't Sherm. say it. Oh man, it hurts. I didn't think you was gonna go there, but it but hurts. There, That's why. Sherm. But you know, it's baseball, so I have to talk Sherm, about Sherm, it. Sherm, no, we I can hear skip it. Sherm. it really, I say can it, skip Sherm. it. I played against him for one season. I played against okay. him. Sherm, you know what school? Yeah, did he, he was a Sun Devil. Your favorite. Your favorite uh, school. He was a Sun Devil. He he was forks up all day. Y'all didn't win a game. Um, actually, we split that one year. We played back then. You played. Anybody recognize you played the split? three games at your place and then three games at their place. And we won two at our right. place uh, and one at their place. I remember that really well. My, fre was my that freshman year, six. There were only day? six teams in the pack. Ooh. There was SC, UCLA, Arizona, Arizona State, and Cal Stanford. Everything north of that was a different conference in baseball. Anyway, that's the way right. they, they handled it. How, how did you bat during that season, <clears throat> during that series? Uh, sure. You know, I don't recall. It was 19... Did you get it in, was Sherm? Did 35 years. I was a starting right fielder. Yeah. Sherm, were you active, yeah. Sherm? Yeah. You was active? Starting right fielder. And yeah. uh, it was 35 years ago, so I don't recall how I did in the oh, series. So so we so I could find out. I could probably find out. Let me let me let me hear let me let me tell you. 
if Sherm did very well, I don't care how many years it was, 35, 40, 50, that's the camp That's a camp story, right? You're going to tell that over a campfire every day of the week. So let's assume that Sherm didn't show up, okay? We're going to assume that Sherm didn't show up, you know, and it's okay. I mean, you went against Barry Bonds, and you guys were pretty much the stepkids of Arizona State anyway. Except in the 86 season when – yeah, listen. You know, I, I'm doing okay, a lot of research on this. I, lately, I've been doing a lot here, of research. And, and let me explain something. At the end of the year in 1986, in order, All this in order, yeah, finally, on. in order to make the playoffs, we needed to sweep Arizona State in the last season of the year. And we did that. And that was, Ooh, he's and that was the year, he's that was the year right we now. won the national championship. So, what did you do, Sherm? What did you do? Uh, Starting right field? Yeah, yeah. Did you have a good series? Yeah. You know, him? again, I it was I don't remember so how I did in the he series. Didn't, let's assume that he didn't. But now, for all of our listeners, just want to let you know, Sherman was a bad boy. Ah, uh, well, okay, that was you a know, long time ago. He was a bad boy. Hey, you was a bad boy. You you don't get drafted not being a bad boy. So, hey, cool. Hey, shouts out to you, man. And respect all the respect due. All right. Even though you was uh, Arizona State's little <laughs> little sister, it's okay. All right, they had Barry mm-hmm, Bonds, mm-hmm. man. Okay, yeah, but you know, here's the deal, though. I want to want to ask you something sure. serious because you know I was just joking with you because your career can't be duplicated, and I love you for it, man. And I'm glad you're here with us and, and pouring into our student athletes here at Westcliff. But serious question: When you saw Barry Bonds young, yeah, like yeah. that in college, did you know? He, did you know he had that? It you know factor? there. Or was he just a regular? No, you know, the aura and the presence around him, even though we were on opposite sides of the field, um, you just knew that there are some guys you can watch, and after a couple of seconds, you can tell that they separate themselves from the average player. Um, You could just see that. I I was fortunate enough to play with guys like Kenny Lofton and J.T. Snow, major major leaguers. Man, Kenny Lofton, one of my favorite dudes. And and Kenny Lofton, one of my favorite dudes. He came at the No, no, we were there at the same time. Oh, Yeah, we're the same age. And then... Okay, and then um, you know what about you? Did, could you tell with Kenny, and could you tell with uh, well? Trevor you know, there, the interesting thing about Kenny is he didn't go there to play baseball, right? He was a basketball player. What? Yeah, he was. I didn't seriously. Know that. Kenny Lofton. It, it's thought, an amazing story. His story. He played four years for Lute Olson at University of Arizona. <clears throat> I mean, that's you know, but I didn't know that was. I just thought, you know, he was on scholarship. He was just no, 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 no. He <laughs> you know? and and in his last year, his senior year, uh, <clears throat> after basketball Excuse ended, he knew he was not going to go to the NBA. He didn't have that opportunity. He was a six man off the bench, and he was good. He was still a good player, and they won right. a championship in 1988. And so he decided to come out for baseball, and he had not played since high school. And he came mm. out, and he did not get a lot of playing time. This was toward the end of our season. You know, basketball ended in March. Our season starts in January. So he came out, played some center field. Uh, we had an All-American center fielder there as well, a guy named Kevin Long, who's now the hitting coach for the Nationals. And um, Kenny base ran, and he got a little bit of play. And the guy that drafted me, uh, the Houston Astros scout, drafted Kenny in the 17th round, just took a flyer on him, just because, and I've talked to this guy, we still talk, the, the scout who drafted me, because Kenny could run, and you can't teach speed. And he thought, if this guy learns how to play ball, and that's what happened, he learned how to play ball. My first year in, in minor league baseball was Kenny's. We went together to the same places. We roomed together, and you could just tell he was the fastest man I'd ever seen in the game. 
I mean, it was, here's a great story. This is where it all turned around for Kenny Lofton. I'm kind of, I'm getting off on a tangent. We were playing, we were playing in Columbia, South Carolina, and the Mets had an affiliate there. And his first at bat, he hit a home run straightaway center, and it was his first home run that he had ever hit professionally. And he wasn't quite sure how to handle it going around the bases. So he did what he saw others do, which was Ricky Henderson. So, so he, <laughs> so he picked, yeah, he picked at the uniform. He kind of showboated a little bit. He touches home plate. He comes and sits down next to me and, and we're all quiet in the dugout. And this is to lead off the game because he was our leadoff hitter. And again, just minor leagues. And I said, Hey, uh, you know, what's going to happen. You're next at bat, right? He said, no, no. What? I said, they're going to stick one in your ear. So now he gets up there the second time, and they throw four balls at him. And I mean in the middle of his back, uh, everywhere. And he avoided all four of them. How the, he, how, the ball, <laughs> how the ball didn't hit him, he was just that much he, he did well, he was that much quicker than everybody. Exactly. So he takes first base on a walk, and on the first pitch, he steals second. So now they're pissed. The second pitch, he steals third, and then he scores on a ground ball. Yeah, he he. <laughs> and this was the game before that moment. He wasn't doing so well, but it's like everything went from black and white right into color, and his whole career changed, and his whole trajectory changed because by the end of the year, he was already out of that league. He they they moved him up, sent him to instructional league, and then they did the dumbest thing they could do. They packaged him up and they moved him to Cleveland, and he became all he became basically a Hall of Fame center fielder. And if they he would did. have kept him right. in the dome at Houston, he would have changed the game for them. But they weren't smart enough to keep him, and they packaged him up with another guy, and they sent him to Cleveland, unfortunately, for the Astros. Yeah. Wow. And it just, he. That, one, that's crazy. But that's an amazing One of story, the greatest Sean. athletes you'll ever see. So, uh, you know, I've got a lot of Kenny Lofton stories. I'm not going to, I mean, shout out, shout yeah, out to you know, Kenny. But, he was just that good. Yeah. He, right. Yeah. You know, I, I do want to get your take on. On something since we down this rabbit okay. hole a little bit, you know, how did you feel about Deion Sanders playing football and baseball? Because he was exceptional, and uh, you know, pretty much for both. I mean, didn't he stick around the MLB for like nine seasons? Yeah, nine about years? that. And why, why, why playing football? I mean, I mean, like you're talking about Kenny Lofton being an amazing right. athlete. I mean. We got to put Dion in that same category, yeah, right? Yeah, um, you know, he was on the Florida State team that we played in the College World Series. And I, I'll tell you oh, how— okay, how Well, here's it? the thing. I'll tell you how good that— He wasn't no, no, faster no. than Kenny Lofton? I'll tell you how good that Florida State team was. He did not start. It was, I believe, mm. his freshman or sophomore year. I don't recall. So they had a bunch of juniors and seniors wow. ahead of him. Yeah. But see, they're right. only—I think the greatest athlete, athlete, pure athlete of all time is still Bo Jackson. Uh, I, but I put right. Deion Sanders. Yeah, well, I put Deion Sanders right next to him. Um, you know, it's it's incredibly hard to play one sport at that level and then take a helicopter and go play a second sport on the same day. That's right. just unbelievable to right. me. He, you know, those are the two guys when you talk greatest athletes of all time. Because I'm sure. You know, you could have given any of those those guys a ball or a puck or anything, and they would have succeeded at it. I, right, but do you did you respect his production? I did. Oh, absolutely, in the MLB? absolutely. You know, because I know he stole a lot of bases, but I, I heard he yeah. Hit well, a little of bit course, too. he was he was not necessarily a five tool player because he didn't hit for power. But you know, if he hit a ball, right. a ground ball up the middle to the second baseman, you had to get the ball in because he'd be on second base on a basic single. 
you had to you you had to play it tough. You had to be tight because he'll round and take that second base on you before you know what's going on. And yeah, and wow. I mean he he not only could he run but see speed again doesn't slump. That was part of Kenny. Kenny's like number four all time on the on the steals list. And yeah, and wow. you know that wrecks a game. And I knew he I knew he had a lot of double oh, yeah. plays right. Yeah, Sanders. you know what he. It just one of those athletes, and if he was in the outfield, he would get to every baseball. You thought you had a double? Nope, it's an out. It would die in the glove. Kenny was the same way. Yeah. Wow. And watching those guys play, as we alluded to earlier, you could just tell they were a little bit different than the other guys around them. You could you could look for a right. second and see that's a major leaguer, even at the lower levels. You, well, you just knew. Let Let me tell you the the fact that you was out there competing during the mm. same time lets me know you were a little bit different. And that I'm too, old. So. <laughs> Sherm, Sherm, great job, man. It's way to maximize your uh, career well, was... and, and be a part of it. But listen, you was out there, baby. You you had a uniform mm. and you were competing. Yeah, I was, so I was fortunate. Our, our student athletes at Westcliff should be very, very fortunate to, to get someone like you as being their well, we have. So I, I know well, I'm that's, thankful. That's kind of you. But as you always say, we got nothing but first round draft picks in our coaching on our coaching hey, staff. We do. We do. <clears throat> and, and 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 here's the deal. Getting back to your point. I don't think anybody's going to touch the Barry Bonds. Probably not. Uh, nobody has, and nobody did before that. In, in 150 years of, of professional baseball, he's on top. And why isn't anybody else on top? Because it's an unassailable number. Even even though I've, I felt like my boy, who who am I about to say right now? Who, you know, oh, Ken gosh, Griffey. Yeah. You know I'm about to say Ken Griffey. I, I think if Ken yeah, Griffey Jr. Had he stayed, stayed healthy, healthy. Yep, yep. That that might have been somebody I would say, hey, he had yeah. a chance. Because, I mean, that swing, man. It was, like it a was so pure. It's the purest left-handed swing man. you'll ever see. He had six, man. 630 home runs. It looked like it was going yard yeah, and every he time. Lost. Every he time. lost four entire seasons to injury. So Yeah. Just think if he had that yeah. production back. Oh, yeah. Because he's, well, he's a 500 club, right? 600. Runs, right? 600. 600. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sorry. Man, I'm I'm about to jump off. He's the number roof seven right now. on the all-time list. Yeah, man, just think four seasons and you lost four yeah, seasons, to, sure. and and it's easily another hundred home runs probably. You know, and that's that's man, cons- that's easy. conservative. That's only twenty five home runs a year. He had, and that's without the juice. Yeah. That's without the yep. juice. Because yeah. if he was on that juice, he wouldn't have been hurt. He wouldn't have been hurt, no. Sherm. You know the fast recovery when you're on the juice. He wouldn't you have been be hurt. Right. You might be right. And he played. He played in that. He, he played in that steroid era. You know the Canseco, Mark yeah. McGuire. He wouldn't have been era. hurt. He wouldn't have lost right. no seasons. Right. It's a fast okay. recovery. Hey, here, you know? here's okay. Here's another guy I want to talk about because you and I have talked about him before. The all-time assist leader in the NBA is John Stockton. 15, Bad yeah, there it is. I was going to mention that. 15,806. Jason Kidd with 12,091. And you asked me about LeBron James. Jason Kidd didn't have a car Malone. Let me, let me, let me just put uh, that on the record. Pr- no. I mean, Malone, Malone might have to be yeah. one of the best. Malone might have to be one of the best finishers at the four position. Oh, well, he's ever. number two on the all-time list in terms, of, in terms of points. You bet. Bucket get a run. Nobody run the floor better yeah. than Malone. Yep. You know, But Big don't man. get me wrong. The package still has to be given. You know, to the carry. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? True. So, yeah. you know, so Stockton did his thing in, a, in a, you know, a, a big time cerebral And one player. team the entire time. One team. One team yeah. the whole time. I got nothing but respect for the Stockton mm-hmm. family. You know, you, um, my son gets a chance to get Yeah, that was my gym. question. How, how much yeah. contact do you yeah. have? 
<clears throat> a nice. lot. Nice. Okay. A lot. You asked you me. Know. You asked uh, me who, where LeBron mm-hmm. James is on that assist list. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Where James believe it or not, he's eighth on the list. He's got nine thousand. Can you believe 9, that? Though? Can you just believe nine thousand three hundred and forty-six? There is one active player above LeBron. Active player in right. Was exactly. it Chris Paul? No, Chris Paul. Yeah, nine thousand six hundred and fifty-three assists. Chris Paul should be right, I, and I knew that. But I was just wanted to showcase the king how he's just so and you know something. You know something. We have not. You don't get that. And, respect. and you know, there's a, that's a name, LeBron James, that you have to throw out a, a, in best athletes of all time. Because if you put a football helmet on that guy or put a bat in his hands, he would be successful there too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and here's the deal, man. Uh, James don't get enough credit to impacting the game in so many different ways. He's a stat stuffer, right? You, you look at it now. I, I just said regular season because I wanted to see, but I know he probably very close. I think Magic might be ahead of him as far as playoff assists, but he's oh, yeah. up there. Absolutely. And when he hangs it up, man, he's going to be in the top five of a lot of categories and definitely top ten. Oh, he's you know, already he's top I mean, ten. We even talking yeah, about he's top ten in everything already. So, um, so you know what I'm saying? Like, do you th- to be what six eight two yeah, fifty? And then the way he runs the floor, come on! I man. mean, he's huge, and he's a point guard yeah. right now. He's yeah, a point guard yeah. Right yeah. Now. He can, he can. Right. Ass- I mean, he's got over ninety three hundred assists. You don't have that. The last yeah. guy that really did that, who was a bona fide point guard of that size, was Magic Johnson, who's number. F- Magic Who's number five on the though. list, he by the way, 10,000. He made yeah. it look good, though, didn't he? The no look? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, he brought he brought you the know? fun back to back to basketball. But LeBron James is probably, he could do three or four sports very well at the highest level. We just haven't had the chance to see right. that. He hasn't pursued it. So, but Right. I mean, but I, I think he is on record saying he played Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. In, he in did. That's school, why, right? and because of his size, yeah. he could he could easily play football. Um and, and, and I think Bo, you know, your counterpart, um, I think he would have been happy because I think LeBron James repped that Buckeye Ohio State pretty well. I think that's one oh, yeah. of his teams. Yeah, yeah. So we can allude and probably assume that if he did play football, he would have been a Buckeye. Wow. Yeah, I I can see that. I mean, he's from Ohio. That's yeah, his he's team. from Ohio. But that's his team. He's on the sideline every time I'm turning around. Yeah. He's on the sideline. Yeah, he would have been a Buckeye. So – you just saying that's no, 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 that Call him out right now because he's in these LA streets. If you got a problem with the king, call him out right now. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call oh, him out. You ain't gonna be able to leave. You ain't gonna be able to leave Irvine not, if you do. I, I'm just letting I you know. I can't leave this. I can't leave yeah, this you, city. You ain't gonna be able to leave Orange County if you start calling out the king, especially after him just getting a ring. Okay, and I ain't gonna be with you. So if you calling him out, are you saying that he wouldn't be a no? Nah, you, I'm. He most. Tell him mo- how you most, feel right uh, now. He most Tell certainly would feel. be a Buckeye. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Oh, okay. Do you think? Hey, look, hey, hey, you look. Hey, right now. Hey, you you backpedaling right now? Like, uh, like, uh, what's his name? Oh gosh, I can't even think of his name right now. Uh, Dot Rivers' son, Austin. When he Austin, when yeah. he hit him with the right. ball. That's that's what that's what came <laughs> in my mind. You know, when I called you out, you like, oh no, no, Brown. Sorry, I'm sorry, LeBron. Do no, you? No, no. Don't turn around. Do you think? Do you <laughs> think Bronny's going to get to the NBA and they're going to play on the same team? Yes. I have not yes. seen Bronny play at, for any yes. length of time. Okay, he's going to. Think he's to the good NBA. enough? He's already a five star. Yeah, he? He's good. Okay. His dad going to make sure he's good enough. His dad is the best coach in, in the NBA in history. Listen, no better GM, no better player coach than LeBron. LeBron knows how to galvanize uh, people together. He's good at that. He's infectious. 
He he wants to get everything good. He probably have one of the best careers we ever seen right now, currently, uh, far as career wise of any primetime athlete. He's been in front of the uh, the camera since he was freaking in high school, and we have not seen one blemish. I know no man is perfect, but damn, he's really close. He's really close when you're talking about athletes, you know, doing that mm, at the highest level. Mm. Nike knew it. He a billion-dollar baby there. Ronnie's going to be a billion-dollar baby. As soon as he's able to get that money with the likeness and with his dad's cachet and with all those resources, but I want to tell you something. The kid has earned mm. it on his own. If you in Southern California basketball, you know last year he was a freshman, Okay, he had to earn those minutes on that Sierra Kane team, right? He didn't He didn't come in and say, you know, I'm Brownie James and I got to play. He had to work it. You know, my son was able to play against him. We seen him all the time, right? So he's working his butt off. So the kid is going to mm. be there. He's going to be there. And I bet you he's going to be a lot taller too. I think he's probably like at least 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, Do you think right his now. dad will still be in the NBA Easily. and they can play on the same team at the same time? Somebody going to kick out LeBron? I mean, you see these Well, no, but what I'm saying room? is do you think LeBron, you see these do you think LeBron is going to stay that long and keep playing? LeBron's going to stay that long because he, he told us already. He said he's going to be on the same team as his son. He contract. He got his contract together, right? So when Bronny comes in, because Bronny probably will be a one and done, at that point they're coming straight out of high school, and whatever team is going to get all of LeBron's knowledge, LeBron's going to You think that – so you, here's a as an, well, well, let me tell you, let me let me ask you a question. Let's say he's in the lottery. Let's say Bronny's in the lottery and he's a lotto pick, one of the one of the top 3 right. 4 picks whatever the case is, and he goes to one of those yep. teams who was 17 and 65 the year before. Don't you think matter. LeBron's going to go? No matter. He is cuz he can do that. The king got his money. We're talking about endorsements. Yeah, it's I'm team. not He's already got championships. Yeah, but he wants to be with his son. It's not one owner going to say, no, LeBron. No, of, you co- can't. of course no, that's that. But, but as genius. an athlete, I know he exactly. Do. And he's earned that right. But as an athlete, you want to win yeah. championships. Are you prepared to go to listen, a team listen, that is terrible? It is no. He Listen, that's, that's his son, Sherm. Okay. That's his son. It's more memorable for him to do that because that's his story. That's never been done. Mm. No, Has not it? in basketball. It's done in baseball, right. but not basketball. So here's right. So he's gonna do that, and he's gonna teach his son the game, and he's gonna bring whatever team a mm. lot of money. Mm. Period. And then you got the the double James. Oh man, the market yeah, is okay, gonna be crazy. You're talking the business side. I'm talking the championship side. Listen, he's he already know where he is. How many times has this man been Ten. to the finals? He's, he's won four he's, of them. Okay, he's had his chances. He had his chances. He's he's okay. He he now want to make sure that he gets his son ready to do something that he couldn't. He's going to be in that locker room teaching him the game so his son can. Uh, okay, you want to? Here's my prediction: four years from now, when Bronny jumps to the NBA, okay, he is probably going to wind up a Laker. If LeBron is still with the Lakers, he will engineer a trade or some kind of way to move up in the draft in order to get Bronny. Do you think that that could happen? Because I think I think he wants to keep him on the West Coast. I don't think he wants to play for a team that's going to be... I think he's going to let Bronny be his own man at mm. this point. And, um, you know, but whatever you want to think, Sherm, they're going to be on the same team. I'm just saying that. Hmm. Okay, that'll be interesting if to see. they're both alive, they will both be on the that same team. That will be team. very interesting to see. All right. And, one, and I hope it's the <clears throat> Chicago Bulls, because I'm a Bulls fan. <laughs> Okay. Okay. No, how are you? I'm a Laker. You're not I'm a Washington. You're not I'm a, a Washington Lakers Wizards fan because I like Lakers. I want to, you know, when it comes to regional, I want to see the Lakers. Do yeah, well. that's because you're a Southern but my California. Heart has always at heart. been in Chicago. Oh, okay, 
You know, you know, my heart's always. Wait been a minute. In what about Maryland? You know, since what the about glory Maryland? days. That means you Man, you got to be a Washington been, Wizards fan. Come on, I've never been. Listen, I grew up watching the Bullets. The Bullets back the Bullets then, Wes Unseld. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. I remember watching them. Wes Unseld. I seen him. I seen him in the, later oh, yeah. in his career. You know, I didn't. You know, I remember the Bullets. One of the best rebounders ever, outlet man ever. Mm-hmm. To play the game, but man, I'm a, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. Mm-hmm. Man. But I have, te- I will tell you this, which is sack religious. I think Michael Jordan is the best competitor ever, right? I think he's, you know, he's he's a goat. But I, I do believe that LeBron James has clipped him when we're talking about, uh, and, and where he clipped Jordan, in my opinion, right? And it's humble, but in my opinion, is because he is one of the ultimate teammates. He knows how to get something out of everyone out the game in every city that he's went to he's shown that that's the difference between me yeah you know with that i don't care about the championships all that i'm just talking about the ultimate basketball player that means the ultimate teammate and the ultimate Mm. competitor that's where he clips okay because you know those bulls teams that's what jordan did i mean he carried the team but he forced he got listen he was not the ultimate teammate no well they no, but they, they, maybe they didn't like him uh, in in certain respects. No, bro. He just no, – it wasn't good, bro. It wasn't good. You can put LeBron James and, and push him off the airplane, and he's going to build a parachute on the way down, and everybody's going to sing Kumbaya when they Do you when think they get down. when Jordan came back and, and played for the Wizards that it hurt his legacy? No? Nope. Absolutely not, and I love to see him. He has some highlight hmm. games. He has yeah. some great games. Everybody know Jordan's a beast, and nobody got to say that. Mm-hmm. And I love Jordan, right? But I'm talking, I'm just being honest okay. about the game. Okay, I don't want to be one of those old fools that's stuck in the 90s, you know? Jordan's still my number one favorite mm-hmm. player. But LeBron James is just a better basketball, overall basketball player in, in, than okay. Jordan is. L- look at the stats, man. I know yeah. he's bigger, a couple inches bigger or whatever, and I know this is hurting – you know, you know me saying this because I'm a Jordan dude. Go look in my closet. I think I got every last <laughs> okay. pair of them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, man, when you look at galvanizing the troops, taking something out of nothing, and 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 doing that, you know, you know, I think it's a little fabricated at times. But nobody can deny, man, his impact mm-hmm. on the game. I I got to give it yep. to the king. Yeah. I don't. I don't pretty much like saying that, Sherm. Because there ain't no more clutch person than Jordan. Jordan make yeah. your heart stop. I don't care where you were, right? Two minutes left in the game, you putting down your beer, you you putting down your sandwich. Nobody can talk, and you watching Michael do his thing, and everybody know who's mm-hmm. getting. It. Oh, of course. Period. He brought no shadow of a doubt, right? I don't feel that same way when I look at LeBron, but I gotta look at the results and see it, man, and and not just in one city. In two cities, not just in two cities, mm-hmm. in three cities, man. If I can get LeBron at Westcliff right now, okay, all right, we can go deep. You know what? We got to start. Rec- we're gonna have to talk to Coach Cook and see if we can start recruiting Bronny. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll hey, come to college. Listen, if I'm Bronny, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't no, looking at gonna... Why? I'm sure Daddy's trust fund is good enough. <laughs> I don't need to know that. And he got plenty of businesses that he's on. And, and Dad can teach him on-the-job training has mm. always been good. Listen, I know I got a bunch of education. I'm still going for my Ph.D. and all those things and almost done with all that. 
but I do respect trade schools. And I believe that's one thing you can learn. You know, you can learn how to be a great business owner by your family and your friends and your dad at this point, because he seemed to be phenomenal in that space, right? He's dominating mm -hmm. a lot of spaces. Ronnie don't have to go to college to do what? Who are you working for? Himself? It's already set mm -hmm. up, Sherm. What are you going to school? Well, right, the educating better himself. He's getting that right there through cultural capital. Okay. What What does he need? That's for the culture equity. Okay. It is. It's the best equity. But what What is he going to school? What would yeah, he go no, to school? we've had we we've what, had this what, talk Brian, before about what? how important education I, is. I'm just saying, how important? Let me tell you, education is never more important than money. Mm, okay. Okay, you. I got a hundred spot in my hand, and you said, "Hey, you want this education." Yeah, I know, and I have I have to. I argue gonna, all the time. Half the people are gonna grab that. They gonna grab that. Well, you go, out. you go to school, and I argue. Now, my parents come from academia. My mom for a long time, and right. she thinks there's nothing more important than a, a college education. I understand the point of right. view. Does she have a billion dollars? Now, see, that's in the a, that's the thing, and I talked to her about. If she had a billion dollars in the yeah, bank, yeah, I, I would have known that by now. And if that was the case, I wouldn't be sitting in my closet. But okay. Yeah, the, the thing. <laughs> hey, hey, you, you yeah, I'm in sitting closet? in the closet doing this podcast. No R. Kelly, no R. Kelly references. <laughs> no R. Kelly references. But but Sherm is okay. chapped in the closet. I am because this is where I do the podcast. But here here's my the point I always try to make is that you typically go to school to get a degree so you can find a job that will pay you a million dollars a year. If you can skip that college experience and go right to a job that will pay you a million dollars a year or more, so what's here's the, the point of the so four here's years? The Right. So here's the difference that I did in my family. Right. Um, I wasn't too successful with my oldest son as far as getting this theory through. But, you know, you got to go through transitions. And I was a young parent then. Right. I got married okay. at 21. So I'm proud of my oldest son. He's doing his thing. But I vowed to make sure one of my things was that I did not want my kids to go to college to be an employee. I wanted them to go to college to get the knowledge to okay. be an owner. Right. So for me, college is one of the most selfish things you can do. It doesn't benefit anybody else but you unless you got kids and then they might have the byproduct of your success. It's really a, a singular focus. You, and it's all about attrition, mm -hmm. war of attrition. Can you be consistent? Can you be disciplined to get through? You don't really always have to be totally smart because I made it through and I'm not smart at all. Okay? So I'm here to tell you, right? I sent my kids off to college so they can be owners. And what I did was make sure that I was doing everything that LeBron was doing building businesses and making them positions so they can come out and be CEOs. Mm. My middle son was able to do that. He's never worked for anyone in his life. He got his first check as a CEO and mm. it was in euros and he had to get it converted mm. into dollars. That was the most powerful thing that I've ever accomplished in my life besides giving my life to God and getting married and having kids. So I wanted to change that trajectory in my family and I have a family full of college educated folks. Right. So now I'm pursuing this Ph.D. because it's never been done in my family either. Right. So I want to get that accomplished to show those that it, you can do things that are different. So it's really, really near and dear to me. And I want my whole family, not my immediate family, but my whole family and all my cousins and all of my um, I don't have many nephews, but all of them to realize that utilize college as a mean to be your own owner. I don't care if you make one dollar. That's one dollar you made on your own. You don't have to get educated to work for somebody else. Hmm. That's my okay. message there. All right. So I'm going to have right. to start my own baseball team is what you're saying. Absolutely. And <laughs> okay. I help invest into it. Okay. I mean, I mean, that's I have, what we yeah, do. I might have to come for a loan. 
Hey, no, it's it's all love here, man. So I'm just gonna give it to you, and I know you right. get it back. That's fine. I'll repay you in in, in uh, tenfold. Listen, you listen, man. The best the best payment system is sweat yep. equity. Most of my jobs that I wanted to do in my life, Sherm, I actually volunteered for before I ever got paid, and I volunteered for them for years to learn, to get acclimated, to be able to do those jobs. This job here, I volunteered for. And I worked my tail off. And I did everything that nobody else wanted to do. Sweep the floors, clean the bathroom, stick around, training camps, um, whatever it was, I did it. All right? So I can be in a position so I can have longevity and be through a lot of different scenarios that other people wanted, didn't want to do. So I made sure I jumped on everything that nobody else wanted to do. And I said, hey, I know I'm not the smartest, but I'm not going to get outworked. Right? So I knew I had that going for me. Right. I'm not as pretty as you, Sherm. So I got to work twice as hard. Right. So when I tell you I took it out the mud, I ain't lying to you. When I tell you that so many people told me that I wasn't going to make it, I ain't lying to you. Right. But I just, you know, kill that charter. I have no time for artificial, you know, experience. Don't Google me up something to tell me what I can and cannot do. Okay. Because I know what hard work is no substitute for hard work. So I'm always down rolling up my sleeves and getting busy, mm. you know. So that's that's how mm-hmm. I've always mm-hmm. did it. Yep. I ain't mad at anybody else to get it on a silver platter either. That's you. Do what you got to do. And now I'm in the process of trying to duplicate myself so my kids and grandkids and everybody else have that generational mm. wealth, right? So I, I do a lot of stuff, okay? I got a lot of jobs, right? I got multiple mm-hmm. jobs now, mm-hmm. okay? Right, so my working hours is when my eyes open and when they close, and I pray every night that God open mm-hmm. them again in the morning. So that's how mm-hmm. I get down. And and the biggest thing I like to do more than anything else, I like to pour in other people, and I like to see them to uh, I like to see them achieve their dreams. That's my greatest enjoyment, is is helping others achieve their dreams. Mm-hmm. I truly got a passion for that. So that's that's kind of how I carry. And it, that man. is a good life lesson right there to end our show. Perfect. All right. I don't know. I don't know if it's the life lesson, but well, that's no, just how that, I get that it. actually is. You know, there's a lot of uh, <clears throat> a lot of wisdom in that, and a lot of good advice. As a matter of fact, you know, don't don't start don't stop pushing for your dream, and uh, make it happen. Work for yourself. Do everything you can. Do everything you Why can not? to the best of your ability. Good life Why lesson. Why not? Best version of you. All right. Every hey, day. That's a great place to end our podcast today. Hey, thanks, Sean. Hey, always a pleasure. And as always, I would like to thank my guest host, our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And the gentleman who makes us sound good each and every time we do podcasts, that is Brandon Peterson, our sound engineer. Beep, 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 beep. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you download your podcast and please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out about Westcliff Athletics and we thank you for your support. And keep an eye out for the next podcast. Where the treetops glisten And children listen To hear bells in the snow I'm dreaming of a white Christmas